Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN, and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Um, Hirsch, we're on a five-game win streak now. Bucks, uh, we just beat the Hornets once again, fourth time in the year. We got the sweep. Yet it was our smallest victory against them, but we'll take it nonetheless. And then we just got a little chippy win against Chicago in Chicago to you know finish up that little back-to-back road stretch right there. Um, both really good games, you know, games that typically we would have struggled in earlier in the year, but it was nice to kind of see this team take control early on and just never let go of that, Hirsch. Yeah, um, I I definitely thought both games we felt pretty comfortable, uh, especially in that Charlotte game. Obviously, we had played them twice in a row. Uh, We had held them under 100 points both games in a row, which is, you know, obviously it's still the Hornets, but it's pretty impressive to do to any any NBA team. Uh, Brandon Miller led the way for them offensively with 21, but for us, Steve, against the Hornets, at least, the scoring was pretty spread out. I mean, I I just felt like everyone was kind of getting involved. Bobby was getting his post touches. Dame was hitting threes. Uh, you know, Giannis was attacking. Everyone was kind of getting their own. And then, yeah, obviously, you know, the defense has been incredibly better uh, since we got Doc Rivers. Nine steals for the Bucks in this one obviously shows that Doc Rivers' philosophy on having active hands, having your hands out in the passing lanes, being ready to deflect balls. Because uh, that's one thing that Doc Rivers has talked about a lot in a lot of his most recent post-game press conferences is that, you know, he, he, he loves deflections and the deflections cause uh, buckets on the other end for the offense. So I think that's just why uh, the defense has, has been a lot better is because they've been focusing on trying to, you know, block those passing lanes, get the steals. And, you know, if this box defense, you know, continues to look like this, Steve, I mean, we might've turned our season around here. Yeah, I mean, it's what they're top ten in defense, or at least uh, in the past month or so, they've been number like, one in number one in defense since the All Star break. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, it just seems like this this team is like really buying into the Doc Rivers philosophy. Um, it didn't seem like that, you know, initially when we got him, but hey, you know, a lot of Bucks fans were like, we got to wait till All Star break happens, you know, give them that little break to figure everything out, and hey, got to give it to them. They have figured it out, or at least it seems like that so far. You know, Hornets and Bulls are not necessarily the two toughest opponents, but we've beaten good teams. And, you know, I guess it's just like a good warm up for, you know, what we're going into this gauntlet of, you know, the remaining of our schedule, the, you know, remaining games on our schedule. So, uh, you know, for example, we got this Clippers game on Monday. So that's going to be a true test to like what this team is really, really capable of. But going back to that Bulls game really quick, um, was it, yeah, so fourth straight game where we've held our team or held the opponent under 100 points, Hirsch. Yeah, the, I, think it, the defense I, think it's super impre- I think it's super impressive, actually. I mean, just the fact that, you know, I mean, I, it's still the Bulls, obviously, they don't have Zach Levine, but 
Kobe White's been playing a lot better recently. Obviously, you know, he he's looked like a completely different player. They still have DeMar DeRozan, who we did a great job on last night. Uh, held him to 12 points, and he was super inefficient. Didn't feel like he had much of a footprint on the game at all. Um, yeah, I just think, Steve, if we're able to hold our these teams to, you know, under 100 or close to 100, meanwhile, we're scoring, you know, over 110, I just think that's a recipe for success. Obviously, you know, we talked about this game did get pretty chippy. Um, there was a lot of passion, a lot of intensity down the stretch. Um, you know, Vucevic got thrown out of the game for a really, really horrible foul on uh, A.J. Green, uh, in which, you know, one that probably if Grayson Allen had done it to them, he probably wouldn't have been leaving the United Center. But, you know, we'll, we'll I guess, let it slide because it's the Bulls, but Giannis had an absolutely monster performance, Steve, last night. Uh, I thought he was going to go for 50. He he just missed it with 46, 16, and 6. But, yeah, I just thought overall it was a pretty fun game to watch last night. The Bucks felt, you know, pretty in control throughout. So I didn't really feel like we were ever going to lose. But it was also a competitive game. Like, it was a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, it just feels like we're kind of back to that old brand of Bucks basketball where, you know, the team feels like a well-oiled machine. Uh, I mean, that's just how it's felt these last few games. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy to think that like earlier in the year, Hirsch, we, you know, this Bucks team needed to score like 125, 130 points to even have a chance of winning. And now it's just like, hey, you put up 110, 115, like you're going to have a pretty good shot of winning this basketball game just based off how well the defense has played for us or how well our defense has played. Uh, and, you know, the offense is slowly, slowly getting better. I know Dame had a couple of bad games now, but. I mean, hey, it's it's just a matter of time before the guy gets on like a just a nice little consistent heat, uh, hot streak. I mean, we've seen him do it before. You know, it's 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 really just a matter of time with Dame. And well, you know, another thing I want to touch on with Dame Hirsch is he gets he has one of the worst whistles in the league for you know a superstar. It, it's actually garbage. Yeah, it's wild, and he always you know he has those those plays where he'll, you know, draw a foul and shoot it, and then they'll call it on the floor, and he always gets really angry about that. I, I think that's absolutely absurd. Uh, it happened to him yesterday twice, I think. Um, but going back to your earlier point, earlier in the year, I feel like when Dame had inefficient nights, like it was a recipe for a loss, whereas now now that the defense is so much better, Dame having inefficient nights isn't as uh, detrimental to our team. He's still getting to the rim. He's still playmaking effectively. Obviously, even though he doesn't have a great whistle at all, he's still getting to the line. I mean, he has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, so his presence is still felt even when he's, you know, not having efficient shooting nights. And they still have to respect him out there regardless of if he's, you know, four of 18. Yeah, I mean, for sure. His presence definitely makes an impact on the game. Like his presence alone. I mean, you've seen it where he gets double team and it clears up so much spacing for Giannis. I think it's part of the reason why Giannis is having his best season of his career you know, potential 30 points a game on 60% shooting, which would have never been done before. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that does have to do with having Dame just on the court out there with him opens up so much, so much space for the guy. And then Steve, before we uh, hit the break real quick, Patrick Beverly last night, the guy, his intensity was felt. He was, you know, talking, talking smack to the bulls. He was, you know, saying they were too small he went on a little 14-point run there, Steve. I think the the Patrick Beverly trade has really worked wonders for this team. Uh, in the post-game uh, interview, he was, you know, talking about A.J. Green and how good he has been for the Bucs. He's trying to develop the young guys. It just really seems like Pat Bev has bought into to this team, and 
that the, the players have kind of really accepted him and and kind of accepted what he can bring to the team as far as defensively and, you know, that little explosion offensively that he had last night. Yeah, I mean, he's just a culture setter. Um, you know, this team earlier in the year just seemed like they didn't, you know, they played lackadaisical, if you want to call it that. They didn't really care. They'd go into these games against these, you know, teams that they know they were better than and they would just get outperformed. Uh they would have no energy going into the game. Pat Bev has essentially like fixed that completely. He solved that problem. Or at least it feels like that so far. He's, you know, the, you know, we've said this before, but he is the definition of a guy that you want on your team, but you hate playing again, uh, playing against. And I think uh, that Bulls game was the first time where we really saw like the first time Pat Bev like instigated, like he went full instigator mode, was getting in their heads, was trying to, you know, make them as mad as possible. And I mean, hey, as a Bucks fan, it's really, really funny to see him do that. Um, it makes me love Pat Bev as a fan. Uh, and I'm just, yeah, I'm really, really happy we have him now. I mean, at first I was like, I don't know, like he's cool, but it is what it is. But now I'm I'm sold on Pat Bev. I really, really like the guy. Yeah, me too. I think that trade has has worked wonders for us. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, preview this upcoming matchup on Monday uh, against the Clippers, like we mentioned. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to preview this upcoming uh, game on Monday at home against Los Angeles. Uh, the Clippers, to be exact, they are a top team in the West, one of the better teams uh, on that side of the bracket. Uh, but un- unluckily for them, uh, Westbrook just got hurt for the year, so they did lose You know, one of their big four, if you want to call it that. But they still have their their three best players in Kawhi, PG, and Harden. Um, ever since you know that slow start earlier when they when they first traded for Harden, uh, they they've been very effective. Uh, and Steve, I think this is going to be a tough test for our defense. I mean, the, the, these three guys. Obviously, we know what Harden can bring with his playmaking and his shot making. But then you got Kawhi and PG. I mean, it's just tough to envision how we're going to match up against them. Yeah, this is one of the, you know, scarier teams in the league. They're clearly one of the best. Um, yeah, Kawhi, PG, Harden is going to be a lot for this Bucks team to deal with. I mean, earlier in earlier in the year, we were struggling with guys like Harden. Um, even Kawhi and PG, you know, really good wings would give us a lot of issues. But, you know, with, you know, how this team has played as of late, I don't know, like maybe, maybe we are able to game plan better for them and we kind of take out two of them and leave, you know, leave just PG or leave just quiet to kind of take over. I don't know, but this is, yeah, this is probably the hardest game we've had coming out the break. Uh, Timberwolves maybe, but I don't know. This team just has a lot of like seasoned vets who, you know, know their way around the league guys that are, you know, perennial hall of famers, uh, all NBA guys, all that. So yeah, this this is definitely probably the hardest game we've had uh, out of All Star Break, Hirsch. But hey, I mean we're on a five game win streak. the The team is you know playing arguably its best basketball it's seen all year. Uh, why not? You know why wouldn't they be uh, be able to beat the Clippers at a time like this if they're playing this well? So I guess what my next question the follow would be what what would a win what would a win and a six game win streak, especially with with wins against you know the Wolves and the Clippers. Like, do you think we'd we'd get more like national recognition? Do you think that like the Bucks' confidence would just be like at an all time high? Like, what what would a what would a win against a great team like the Clippers mean for us? Yeah, I think that it's more more of a confidence thing. I don't think we'll ever really get like that national media attention. I mean, Giannis is third in the MVP right now, and like, I mean, you know, 
respect to Jokic and and SGA, but I mean, dude, this guy's Giannis is putting up a you know season that we've never seen before. Granted, I'm sure those guys also have you know something like that where it's like this guy hasn't done this ever and this guy hasn't done this ever, but. I mean, yeah, I just think that goes to show that, you know, the the media, the like the national media doesn't care about Milwaukee. They didn't, it kind of felt like they didn't even want uh, Dame to go to Milwaukee in the first place. They all wanted him in Miami. They were mad when it happened. So I don't think it necessarily affects anything with the media, but I do think it's just big for this team's confidence, just for them to like, because I'm sure they know that they can beat teams like this, but to just like see it happen and have it actually play out, knowing that they've struggled with, you know, pretty much every team earlier in the year. I, th- I just think it would be really, really big for their mental. Yeah, I, I agree. I think a six-game win streak with wins over the T-Wolves and the Clippers during that span would be massive, especially because, Steve, we haven't had Middleton throughout this entire time. Uh, obviously, he got hurt when Kevin Durant uh, stepped on his ankle in that Suns game. So, I mean, we, we've looked great with Crowder in the starting lineup, Steve. Um, there are some stats that suggest that the starting lineup is actually better with Crowder instead of Middleton. Um, but... Where do you kind of see that that fit? And if he does come back, I mean, we don't know if he's going to come back against the Clippers or not yet, but he should be back relatively soon. Um, where where do you think he kind of fits in? Do you like the the Crowder Beasley uh, kind of wing duo in the starting lineup, or do you think Chris automatically gets his starting spot back when he comes back? I mean, yeah, I think Chris is getting his spot back when he when he comes back from this injury. Um, you know, it would be interesting to kind of see them, you know, pull a Clay Thompson where, you know, he's an all-time starter for us, but you move him to the bench and maybe, you know, things turn out, but no, I think right now, you know, you need Middleton in that starting lineup and as good as Crowder has been for us, he's definitely not the same player offensively at all. And he's, his shot hasn't even really been falling out of the break. Um, Chris Middleton is someone who is at least going to be like there. He'll try on defense. He'll give you that effort. He's, you know, he's a little slower at this point. Lateral movement isn't what it was, but the one thing he will give you is buckets. And, you know, as we've seen, Damian Lillard is very, very capable of having an off night. And when Dame is having those off nights, you need someone to kind of pick up that slack. And that's exactly what Chris Middleton can be for us. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a bona fide shot maker. I definitely think he helps us. Uh, obviously defensively, I think it's a bit of a downgrade. I still think Crowder is the better defender and against like those teams, like the Celtics and against the teams like the Clippers where they have multiple good wings. I think, you know, Crowder is going to be, you know, instrumental in those kind of matchups, but Middleton definitely is the kind of player where you just want him out there, especially on the offensive end for fluidity reasons. Um, and he's a, he, I mean, like you mentioned, he just gives you buckets. I mean, it's just pure, pure buckets, pure pure shooting. He, he's just a shot maker. He's a three-level guy. Um, I just think the, the only issue with Middleton really is his perimeter defense. Obviously, we've seen him be good at it in the past, but like you mentioned, he's, he's obviously slower now that he's gotten older, especially with multiple injuries. So I think that all contributes to it, but yeah, I, I agree. I think he'll he'll probably be back in the starting lineup. Um, and then, Steve, I think the last thing we should just touch on is like like the, the Bucks defense. Obviously, we've talked about it a little bit, but what do you think has contributed so much to this defensive success? Is it just Doc Rivers' philosophy coming in? Is it also the the Pat Bev kind of intensity? Like, like what do you think is the main contributor to the Bucs going from one of the worst defensive teams to after the break being the number one defensive team in the NBA? I mean, I think it just, like, shows that, like, you know, there was that potential this entire time. It was just a matter of untapping it. I mean – you have a team with Giannis and Brooke in theory, you know, you should have a strong defensive team average at worst. 
Um, I think it, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everything, you know, you bring in a guy like Pat Bob to kind of help bring that culture back, reestablish that intensity. You bring in a guy like Doc Rivers because, you know, he's an, he's a coach with experience. He's had, you know, good defensive teams before. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I just think like, you know, our personnel as well, like they're, they're starting to figure it out. I know, you know, all season long, you and I were calling for Malik Beasley being out of the starting lineup. I think, you know, that clearly wasn't the, you know, main issue. I think he's actually been pretty good for us in the starting lineup, honestly, as of late. So, you know, you gotta, gotta admit when you're wrong sometimes. So there we go, Hirsch, we, we gotta give it to Malik Beasley. He's been really good this year for us, but yeah, yeah, I think it's just the bench is starting to play a little bit better on defense as well. I've seen Bobby Portis really, really step it up. Uh, post All Star break, so I think it's just a little bit of everything. Yeah, the intensity is definitely there uh, now more than more than it definitely was with Adrian Griffin. That's for sure. Um, and it should be Steve. It should be a fun end of the season. I mean, we only got twenty or so games left until the play in tournament, uh, and then you know playoffs are right around the corner. So we've got some high intensity, uh, meaningful basketball coming up. But first, you know, we have we have a pretty brutal schedule we got to get through. So. Yeah, should be a should be an interesting, fun, and entertaining end of the season, Steve. Absolutely, it will be. I'm hey, I'm just at this point, I'm just ready for the playoffs. I'm that's I'm over the regular season. It's too long. Yeah, I feel like that's that's how most fans are at this point. But I think that's gonna be it for today's episode of the Box and Six podcast. Uh, make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Box and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorr. And let's go books.